1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, December the 2nd, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today on uh, December 2nd, 1954, the U.S. Senate passed 67 to 22, a resolution condemning Republican Senator Joseph McCarthy of Wisconsin. The resolution said that he had acted contrary to senatorial ethics intended to bring the Senate into dishonor and disrepute. The problem they had with McCarthy was that he believed that there were too many communists involved in the um, in our culture today, in a number of places, but particularly in Hollywood. And he was um, had really set his himself to expose them and, and bring it to light to the American public. That didn't go over too well with some of the people in the um, in the, in Congress, and particularly in the Senate, as this vote. Today in 1954 reflects today in 1823 President James Monroe outlined the doctrine opposing European expansion in the Western Hemisphere that was known as the Monroe Doctrine. Today in 1859, militant abolitionist John Brown he was hanged for his raid on Harper's Ferry. Today in 1942, an artificially created self-sustaining nuclear chain reaction was demonstrated for the first time at the University of Chicago. And today in 1957, the Shippingport Atomic Power Station in Pennsylvania, that was the first full-scale commercial nuclear facility in the United States, it began operations. Today in 1982, in the first operation of its kind, doctors at the University of Utah Medical Center implanted a, uh, a permanent artificial heart in the chest of retired dentist, Dr. Barney Clark. He lived 112 days with the device. Today in 2001, in one of the largest corporate bankruptcies in U.S. history, Enron filed for Chapter 11 protection. And today in 2015, a couple loyal to the Islamic State opened fire at a Christmas banquet. Well, they called it a holiday banquet. I'll call it Christmas. Christmas banquet for public employees in San Bernardino, California, killed 14 people and wounded 21 others. The two, the couple were killed in the shootout with the police. I remember that very well. We talked about it, in fact, on this program at that time. I had not been on the air too long, maybe a year or two at that time, but I remember talking about that issue. It was horrible. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, who is under investigation for tax fraud and gun related violations. Attended the state dinner at the White House. This was President Biden's first state dinner. There were, I think I read 330, I'm not looking at the number, but like 330 people there last night, very influential guests. Uh, at least there were more than 300. And they were very influential guests. But Hunter Biden attended this, along with these foreign dignitaries and these politicians. The press took notice, and they're kind of wondering why he was there. The dinner, of course, was hosted by President Joe Biden in honor of President uh, French President Emmanuel Macron. Um but why Hunter appeared at the dinner is, is unknown. And there are people that are wondering about what was he doing there? I don't think you have to look too deeply or spend a lot of time looking into that. Issues like, why was he there? You say, well, he's the president's son. But generally, the president's family, other than the president's wife or husband, uh, as it could be, I guess, someday, um, generally, the family of the president— do not attend these these dinners, particularly these. Um, they just it just doesn't work that way, is what I, as I understand it. I mean, I've never been the president or a family member, so I don't know. But that's what I understand. So a lot of people are asking, why is Hunter at this part this dinner last night? And uh, some of the news media, even the, the leftist news, was saying, well, he doesn't officially work in his father's administration, he doesn't hold elected office, nor is he known to have any business dealings with the French government, as he has conducted with the Chinese, Ukrainian, West African nations, and South American governments. I'd like to propose why he was there. Perhaps that's the very reason he was there. He doesn't have any business dealings with the French government. And his dad said, Hunter, this would be a great time for us to cut a deal with France. All the bigwigs are going to be there. You can make a deal, and I won't know anything about it. I'll bet I'm right, but I don't know that for sure. I do know that Florida's treasury is divesting from real estate from this giant management company. It's called BlackRock. You've probably heard the name in the news. You will because they're coming under fire from several different points of view. But they're a favorite of the left because they channel millions and millions of dollars into leftist causes and leftist politicians. Our president would be an example of that. But the, the, Florida is, the state of Florida is pulling approximately $2 billion worth of state securities, the state's chief financial officer, this Jimmy uh, Jimmy Partonis, I think is the way you pronounce his name, he uh, put out a press release yesterday uh, at the direction, actually, of the governor, DeSantis. But he put out this press release, and, man, it was scathing. I mean, he really blasted these people. The predominant reasons given behind the move that Florida is pulling all of their money, their investment, not all of it, but $2 billion, all of it that's with this company, this BlackRock, they're pulling it out because behind the move that BlackRock's usage of this environmental, social, and governance standards—it's often referred to as ESG scoring. What it is, it's kind of a—it's a lighter version of the Chinese Communist Party's uh, social credit score. Like we have a credit score, you know, if you pay your bills on time and blah blah blah, you have uh, a score that's 700 or. 800 or 500 or whatever it is. Well, there's a, a social scoring. I've mentioned that on this program. We've talked a little bit about it in the past. But they have this social scoring, the Communist Party, in China. And so if if you don't have a an acceptable rating in your social scoring, It includes paying your bills, but it's much more than that. It's what you believe and how you respond to things. It's a whole bunch of stuff that has to do with your beliefs and what you say to someone else and what you actually believe and what you do and how you conduct yourself and on and on and on it goes. I mean, it's, it's, it's bondage with a capital B. So <clears throat> BlackRock, who manages other people's money, And they make, in management of that money, they make loans, particularly in real estate. I mean, massive loans. So all the big real estate guys in the country know BlackRock, and many of them look to BlackRock for funding. So that's where BlackRock not only manages the money, but they're able to manage a lot of people, uh, big contractors in the country particularly, because if they dry up the money on these guys, they can't build their, you know, their billion dollar shopping mall or whatever. So it's a it's a kind of a complicated web, uh, sort of, but when you turn on the light, it's pretty clear that what the deal is. So they have created this environmental social governance standard. And that, and it it, this the standard that the plan that you have to submit to is very heavy on social justice and other woke initiatives, transgenderism, and you know all of this kind of thing, when deciding who has access to the capital and who does not. So you're judged not only by your credit as a company, as a big, huge company, but you're but by what you believe, and that is why Desantis said enough, and he is pulling the two billion, as I said, uh, the state securities out of the company. It shocked them to say the least the state is immediately ordering this press release says ordering Florida's custody bank to freeze some securities managed by BlackRock remove them as a manager of others 1.43 billion in long-term securities will be frozen another 600 million of short-term investments will no longer be managed by BlackRock he need, he says that that uh, by toward the end of 2023 this coming year Florida will have completely severed any financial ties with BlackRock. Well, Disney's trying to recover from Ron DeSantis' move against them for the, some of the same things. Disney there in Florida, we've talked about that. and I won't get into that today. Now he's done this. He is a leader for sure. There is no question about that. And he seems to be an emerging leader who's pretty smart. And he's not going to buy into the leftist ideology. So we'll probably be talking about other related items in the future. I hope so. The New York Times has finally admitted that gender affirming care is very dangerous. <laughs> well, not very dangerous, but dangerous. They finally finally did it the day before yesterday they put out an article. It's a lengthy story. Because they're trying to be on the record to say, well, we don't support gender affirming care as much as we used to, but then still affirm it. I mean, that's what the media sort of does. And then if somebody calls them on it, a, a reporter at a press conference or something, they say, oh, no, 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 we, we addressed that in an article back on – November thirtieth or whatever, uh, that's I mean that's the way they operate. So they can cover themselves. Say, oh yeah, no, we covered that. Yeah, we covered that. But what that may mean is it was way it was the eighteenth paragraph in a twenty paragraph story, and they were sort of acknowledging certain aspects of whatever the story is about, but they were also then surrounding that with all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't really believe that, but they are raising the possibility that there could be that kind of thing. You get that. So anyway, the New York Times published this lengthy story. The article was, t- was titled, They Paused Puberty, But Is There a Cost? So they were talking about the consequences, and they were admitting there, there are consequences. Well, there are huge consequences to this. The authors of the story uh, went as far in the story, at least to say that they're over, I'm quoting from the story now, over 300,000 adolescents between the ages of 13 and 17 years old are concerned with medical professionals about the consequences the drugs will have on them. You know, the throttle's been clear to the floorboard, and we've been rushing toward the cliff, of disaster, with this whole transgender thing. And the the loudest and the most influential, I suppose, uh, advocate of all of it is the President of the United States. And he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He won't listen to clear-thinking doctors, but he's listening to these guys that are so woke and so caught up in this, they're afraid they'll lose their license or their practice if they don't go along with it. And doctors are saying this again and again and again. They're saying, my career is on the line if I don't go along with some of this stuff. So the whole story, and we won't go through it, there's some interesting points in it, we won't go through it, but the whole story is finally that it's gotten so bad, and this transgenderism is so barbaric and so non-medical that finally the New York Times is admitting in a story that's a mile long that, yeah, there may be some real problems with this, and uh, gender-affirming care needs a closer look and that kind of thing. So anyway, that's out there today. That may cause some people to take a step back. Perhaps, perhaps not. We live in such a upside-down world. Um, we don't have to make that point. We all know that. We live in a world that just isn't like it used to be, I'll tell you for sure. Psalm 44, verses 20 and 21 says, if we have forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to a strange God, shall not God search this out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. As we turn away from God in America, and we are, or as an individual, and many do, but as we turn away from God, push back, on God's principles. Do we think that God doesn't know what we're doing even in the secret of our own heart? Malachi chapter 3 verse 7 says, "Even from the days of your fathers you're gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you," saith the Lord of hosts. I want to talk to you today about a man who has pushed away from God. In fact, he has denounced that there is a deity, a God, and he's a leader in America, has been, over the last several years. In a 2015 interview on C-SPAN, Dr. Fauci, that Dr. Fauci, he explains that he left his Catholic roots and his Catholic faith. He's redirected his faith. He said, "I look upon myself as a humanist. I've written an article on this today, and I would encourage you because the source, all the the sources are there from where I some of the things I'm going to talk about now. Um, you should read it for yourself. You should see this because not that Fauci is that important. I mean, he's on his way out. He's on his victory lap now. He's on television almost every day with you know everybody from Oprah to Bizarro, whomever." And um, they're, you know, telling him what a great guy he is, and he he likes that, of course, and I guess most many people do. But anyway, um, the reason that I talk about him is not what he's going to do in the future, but what he has done in the past that will create consequences for us in the future. So that's why I'm talking about him today, and I think it should be known because it also answers a lot of questions, and again smarter people than me are trying to figure out you know and get to the bottom of things and regarding the pandemic and how did Trump you know cause this or whatever. Um, I think I have a very simple answer to why at least in great part, why some of the stuff like confusion, the chaos that went on during the pandemic, I'm going to share that with you today and it's all found in a worldview. Dr. fauci's worldview. I'm not trying to be, you know, critical of him, but I'm going to be because you must be if you're going to tell the truth. So in 2015, in an interview in C-SPAN, he said, as I said, I look upon myself as a humanist. In 2021, the American Humanist Association crowned him, quote, 2021 Humanist of the Year. That's a big deal. That's their highest honor. The humanist motto is good without God. That's their motto. Millions are asking why our response to COVID-19 has been so bizarre at times, incoherent most of the time, and disconnected from reality all the time. Why is this happened? Well, this is a good part of the answer, I believe. A closer look at Fauci and the great pandemic of our times brings you to a point where it brings up the light, so you can see some things that perhaps you've not seen because the press has been very careful to cover for fauci and Biden now Trump went along with the party line at first as president obviously he figured out fauci was not you know necessarily on on point and he uh, distanced himself right in front of the nation fauci showed up less in the press conferences and that other lady I can't remember her name now but she showed up a little more and then print then uh, president trump held the press releases and was talking about the pandemic when we were in the heat of it he figured out that fauci wasn't necessarily the answer to our problem fauci reacted to that he was very very critical of the president not only while he was serving under the president but particularly uh, after he you know it became known that Trump didn't believe him Anyway, Fauci is featured in the media almost every day now. He takes his last victory tour with his leftist friends in the mainstream media. They call themselves the legacy media now. Others are calling them that as well. But he's doing this before leaving his role as the chief medical guy assigned to lead America through and out of the COVID-19 pandemic. He had earlier said that he would stay through the term, this term of President Biden, but he changed his mind. He said, I'm out in December. That's now. So he's on his takeoff pattern to leave the government and go on to do other things, I guess. His medical leadership and his counsel fundamental, fundamentally impacted every person in our country, regardless of what you believed and did about the, the shot, the backs and so on. Dr. Fauci impacted nearly every or did every person, either directly or indirectly, in our country. But you have to wonder sometimes, why was he wrong so much of the time? We didn't know that at the time. I mean, you listen to the doctor, you think they know what they're talking about. But as time progressed, we realized he he really didn't a lot of the time. He was contradicting himself. Other doctors were saying one thing, he was saying another. I mean, nobody was just chaos. Not that anybody should know everything all the time, but shouldn't they know more than he knew? In this interview with C SPAN, he was asked if he still held the beliefs of his Catholic upbringing. He said he doesn't. He said he's evolved. He said, quote, I look upon myself as a humanist. I have faith in the goodness of mankind, and I'm less enamored of organized religion than I am with the principles of humanity and goodness to mankind and doing the best that you can do. He said, I think there are a lot of things about organized religion that are unfortunate. I tend to stay away from all that. In 2021, as I said, the American Humanist Association awarded Dr. Fauci their highest award, the 2021 Humanist of the Year Award. So what does the American Humanist Association actually believe and stand for? Well, I looked into this, and again, there's a number of, of, of uh, references and sources in what I wrote said faith and freedom our, our website faithandfreedom.us and it's it, just if you want to know more about what i'm talking about you can look at it here otherwise i'm covering kind of the topic today to a certain degree but on every press release the, the humanist association american humanist association include these words quote the american humanist association aha works to protect the rights of humanist atheist and other non-theistic americans The AHA advances the ethical and life-affirming worldview of humanism, which, without belief in gods or other supernatural forces, encourages individuals to live informed and meaningful lives that aspire to the greater good of humanity. So humanists believe that man, not God, is the measure of all things, and that the universe is self-existing and it's not created. Is that overstating? No, it isn't, because if you look at the Humanist Manifesto, the third edition, in fact, which is their latest edition, it says, among other things—I spent some time on it. Again, it's linked in an article today that we published on on our website. It says uh, in the Humanist, uh, Humanist Manifesto, the third one, it says, Frees men that it, humanism frees men to achieve goodness by any means necessary without the antiquated restrictions of a non-existent God of the Judeo-Christian ethic. In effect, man is God. The manifesto continues. The time has come for widespread recognition of the radical changes in religious beliefs throughout the modern world, The time has passed for the mere revision of traditional attitudes. Scientific and economic change have disrupted the old beliefs. Those would be the religious beliefs, Christian in particular. And I continue to quote, Religions the world over are under the necessity of coming to terms with new conditions created by vastly increased knowledge and experience. In every field of human activity, the vital movement is now in the direction of candid and explicit Humanism, In other words, religion was okay until we got educated and became elite, and now we don't need religion anymore. It's just a crutch for those who are not educated and elite. I mean, that's what they're saying. It says, There is a great danger of a final, and we believe fatal, identification of the word religion with doctrines and and methods which have lost their significance, which are powerless to solve the problem of human living. Religions have always been means for realizing the highest values of life, but they are now disregarding, disregarding them and saying, again, religion is, is, is an old belief that is now outdated because we are more informed, we are more elite, we are more uh, exalted, I guess. today's Continuing this manifesto, today's man larger understanding of the universe, his scientific achievements, and deeper appreciation of brotherhood have created a situation that requires a new statement of the means and purposes of religion. That is a powerfully exposing comment. As long as you can make religion work for you, it's okay, but when you evolve past that, it's to be tossed aside or Religion is to be restructured to conform to the culture. Unfortunately, there are pastors in pulpits today who are not necessarily saying those words, but they are acting out on that belief of the humanists. They are saying, well, I I mean, the world has moved on, the world has changed, and I don't want to talk about these old things in the Bible, and I mean, man, I can't talk about you know, homosexuality, because they might shut our church down, and on and on it goes. Where in God's word do we find any kind of, of opportunity to restructure Christianity and make it something other than what it was? I mean, the churches are doing this. The Methodist Church is splitting over it. The Presbyterian Church has already split over it. The issues of same-sex marriage and homosexuality and gay Bishops and on and on it goes. Why would you want a religion if it's going to be fashioned in your own mind in the way you see the culture, and you're going to create this new religion and wrap it around so it's like part of the culture and it's woke and it's you know cool and hip and all whatever else? The Apostle Paul specifically warned Christians: "And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do you know that MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, was our first college chartered in America by atheists? It was not founded until 1861. Every college up to that point had been started by Christians. Education in America flourished until secular humanists began to take control of it. The pivotal moment was when John Dewey and his disciples used Columbia University to initiate this so-called secular progressive education as they educated the next generation of public school teachers. Dewey's secularist humanist philosophy has destroyed America's education. But now before our eyes, this same philosophy has infected our medical system and, as I said, even too many of our churches. Fauci's philosophy is the same as John Dewey's, Man replaces God. Man becomes, little g, God. There's consequences to this, and that's the reason that I mentioned this. We're going to be living with the consequences of this kind of, of a worldview being imposed upon the general public of America. It's happening in education. Now it's happening in the medical field. And Fauci is the leader. He has been the voice. He has taken advantage of the positions that he's been given To help the country, and he's foisted this humanist, ungodly, unrighteous, almost demonic in the sense of replacing God kind of a worldview. Now, 200 years later, from these people in the Frankenstein movie, we see it happening all over again. The mad scientist has created a monster that is killing the people he claims to want to help. It's a sad story. There's much more to it. Again, it's in the article. I would encourage you to read it. Thanks for being with me today. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday